has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms to catch the show. And again, you can 
that catch the uh, podcast there. You can download uh, when you download that uh, those apps. You can also take the show with you anywhere live. And of course, Nash FM. 1061.com, ericasher.com, on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find it. And, of course, uh, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Jude Young of CrestedySports.com and right here on 106.1. FM, join me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports today. Thanks so much to Jude. Always a great guest. Always an encyclopedia of knowledge. If you missed us at 1 on the uh, on WLA-TV or, the again, the YouTube broadcast that we have on the WLA-TV YouTube um, uh, page every single Thursday, Catch us tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE. 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLA-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock, LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on LAE. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And uh, by tomorrow, I'm not expecting that today, but by tomorrow, we'll have that up on our, on our social media platforms for you. Uh, but you can go up until then. If you're outside of the uh, WLA-TV or Pelican Sports viewing area, you can always go to the WLATV YouTube page and catch it there. All right, we got a great show for in store for you. It's going to be a tight show, as it normally is on a Thursday with uh, multiple guests. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, is going to join us at uh, 4:15. That'll be followed by Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights at uh, 4:35. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast, and also Saints Wire will join us at 5:15. Uh, and then we'll finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada show at 5:35 this afternoon. Today's program brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana. Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's. Don't forget about the hideout bar right next to Mambo's. And, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. They're open late. They're open seven days a week. They serve lunch and dinner for you. Uh, go, go on in and enjoy, again, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and the dining room spectacular. First floor, picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can sit right up against those and, and check out all the craziness there. If you head to the back of the restaurant, there's a beautiful French Quarter courtyard, authentic. Uh, you can um, uh, dine there, have cocktails there. Again, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. If you go to the second floor, which is you know sometimes available to dine if there's an overflow, but if not, you can rent the second or third floors because there are two Bourbon Street balconies attached. That's right. Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms. You can dine in. They have a private bar in both of those rooms as well, private private restrooms. So, again, a great place for your next event. And let me tell you something. As I said before, uh, when you talk about the Oceana family of restaurants, uh, catering your next event, have, having your next party on site, uh, second to none. Second to none. Uh, perfect for uh, Old New Orleans Cook. It's perfect for date night. But again, want to close that business deal? Uh, maybe you got friends in from out of town? Bring them on over to Old New Orleans Cookery to find out more about the menu and everything else you need to know about Old New Orleans Cookery. It's nolacookery.com. Because you already know it already, right? It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and of course, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants uh, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Uh, and the aforementioned Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open late. I don't want to hear. We can't get a late meal in New Orleans because you can get one at the, at, at the um, Oceana family of restaurants. And uh, Oceana open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The rest of the uh, of the gang open for lunch and dinner. And, of course, the hideout bar is a fantastic place to be able to kind of, you know, hide out. <laughs> you know, sit back in the courtyard, enjoy yourself, some live music uh, every single night. Uh, great cocktails, fantastic food. All part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Proud sponsor uh, of our Thursday show. All right. Uh, last night, Boston goes up 2-1 over the uh, Golden State Warriors in the, um, 
NBA Finals. Uh, again, the next game is on Friday, which means, again, no basketball over the weekend. You know, that's the only thing about the, you know, the, the having the um, final set up. Well, what is it? 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, 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 uh, is, again, the way the calendar falls now. Uh, we won't have any basketball over the weekend, which is unfortunate. But, again, we do have a Friday night game. And uh, Golden State's back clearly against the wall. It, it, it was good when you look at last night, uh, if you're a Golden State fan, uh, you know, to uh, when you look at the game, first of all, uh, you look at, um, at at Clay and and his ability to be able to, to, to finally start hitting his shot. Uh, I was worried about Clay Thompson, I got to tell you. Coming off, again, multiple injuries just in the first two games of the series. Didn't seem like the player that, 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 he, that he was. 25 points last night for him. He, he, he lit it up. Still not, still not 100% back uh, from the injuries. But let me say this. Obviously, again, it's tough to find another Clay Thompson, right? A, a guy that, again, that has the shooting ability that he does. But that's what I, I envision the Pelicans looking for, a Clay Thompson type. A guy that can fill it up from outside. A guy that's going to that's give you, again, he comes on the floor. You've got to be able to count for him wherever he is on the floor uh, because, again, he's, he's going to shoot the lights out for you. Uh, again, uh, when you look at, that, this, at this game uh, and really the series, it's the difference between, again, a very, very athletic Boston team who has a lot of different weapons to, again, a Golden State team that can catch fire at any time uh, and, and run you out the gym with a three-point shot. Um, you know, uh, it, I think it's going to be a seven-game series. I know a lot of people, again, are already down on Golden State. I'm not. Uh, of course, I'm a Boston fan, uh, but I, I do like Golden State. I've said it before. I like the way they built this team. They built it the right way through the draft. Uh, you, and, and I mentioned it the other day as well. Uh, what really is, you know, interesting to me is all the second-generation uh, NBA players on, on this team. You know, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Stephon Curry, uh, you know, Clay Thompson. We mentioned him before. Otto Porter Jr., uh, Gary Payton II. I mean, you go right down the line. Uh, these are all, again, their fathers were all in, in the NBA at one time. Uh, and uh, I watched all those guys play coming up, you know. Um, so that's interesting, again, how they kind of built that team. But with that said, you know, I think it's going to be a close series. Now, again, the back's against the wall for the Warriors now. We'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, but, um Again, it's good to see Boston, at least from my standpoint, okay, back back in the finals again. And uh, I, I think it's still going to be a very, very exciting finals going forward. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program to talk a little LSU with us is uh, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. And I've said it over and over again, and I'll continue to, to, again, preach the gospel of TigerBait because, again, it is a fantastic site if you're an LSU fan uh, to keep up with, not just recruiting, which has always been their forte, but really everything that has to do with LSU athletics. Uh, and now, again, uh, getting out uh, on, uh, from on, the, on their digital platforms, on the YouTube platforms that they have. Uh, again, it is, this, is not, you know, this is not the Tiger Bait of the past. This is a new and improved Tiger Bait for you, again, with just a plethora of information if you're a Tiger fan. And of course, the guy that runs the whole shooting match, he's Mike Scarborough. He's good enough to give us his time each and every week. Mike, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, Mike. Looking forward to the weekend, but again, uh, you know, pretty pretty good so far. Considering again, you know, uh, we're getting we're about to get into the dog days, you know, where there's not a a lot going on. You know, Saints are in minicamp next week, and then there's there's a break until training camp, and of course, you know, uh, LSU baseball just finished. It's still still away until fall camp. Uh, the Pels again will be looking for their their draft pick, but uh, after that, it's just kind of hoping that these guys are still working out on their own. So, you know, for um, sports radio, things that we do. Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a lull, but for you, 
recruiting is, is, is out there. The seven-on-sevens have keep, keep you busy during the summer. So, again, it's, it's not as, as daunting for you as it is for maybe some of the hosts out there. Yeah, um, but I, I do think it's uh, regardless. Everybody's looking for content, and it's a slow period. Of course, LSU baseball is over with, but, uh, you know, I do. we do have summer football camps, and, and tomorrow LSU's uh, hosting a bunch of high schools that are going to be competing in their seven-on-seven tournament, and you'll have teams rotating around uh, playing each other. Arch Manning and Newman will be one of them. Everybody's talking about that. Um, and, you know, LCA, Woodlawn, uh, and many others, I think Zachary, they all go out there with the, and, and field seven-on-seven teams, and then they have like a little tournament. And uh, so all those, all those uh, rugby fields and, and soccer fields and everything else that's back there behind the uh, softball stadium, uh, those are being utilized for, for that tournament. And inside the indoor facility and, and the other practice fields, you got another OLDL camp which they had one of those last Friday. So, um, and then on Saturday they had a skills camp. And then next week, at the end of next week, is the what they're calling the elite camp. And so a uh, little sporadic as far as uh, your high-end name prospects um, that uh, have been to the first two camps. Um, but I think that's about to change, in particular with that elite camp next week. And, and they're also hosting official visitors throughout the month of June. Then July goes entirely dead. Um, you have SEC football media days, of course. Um, but that's when most of your coaches are going to take vacation. And I think maybe there's a day or two at the very, very end of July where you can have recruits on campus. And then after that, everybody starts football practice. Mike, um, when you talk about seven on seven, um, first of all, uh, how big is this for recruiting uh, for LSU to be able to host this type of tournament? And then second of all, um, what are you looking for in, in a seven-on-seven seven when, when, you, when you are scouting uh, uh, particular players? Well, I, I mean, like last year, uh, I'll use it as an example. Um, you know, Woodlawn was out there with their athletes, and they fielded a seven-on-seventeen, 17, and, and uh, I don't know who they went up against, maybe Carr or, or somebody like that, or, or, you know, uh, St. James was out there and, and Shaz Preston. So you're able to see these guys, um, you know, athlete on athlete move around. And, um, but, you know, it wasn't soon after Jake Peets, LSU's then, you know, offensive coordinator, uh, saw Ricky Collins from Woodlawn and extended him an offer. Now the new staff has not re-offered uh, Ricky Collins, but they're certainly recruiting him. So if Woodlawn's back out there tomorrow, that'll be another opportunity for them to see him after they saw him during spring football uh, at Woodlawn. So, and it's going to be those types of stories all over those fields out there. Um, but I think probably just as important, if not more so, is going to be the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen that show up because both those positions are not – uh, are not uh, have, don't have a whole lot in the state of Louisiana this year, so they've got to bring in a bunch of kids from out of state. In fact, one of them is Miles McAvey from East St. Louis, Missouri, who was who was also a kid that was uh, offered over a year ago um, by Brad Davis. And I want to say Brad Davis was recruiting him while he was at Arkansas, so uh, he'll be back and he'll get the uh, meet the entire new staff. He'll be there tomorrow uh, and others. So. Um, 
these camps really are vital, particularly for a a first year staff at a school. Um, And I think really a a big part of what they've been doing for the last several months is really laying a foundation for the class of 24. What we've seen in the last few weeks is more scholarship offers being extended to the class of 24 than we have for the class of 23. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com is with us. Mike, uh, you wrote this week about uh, Dante Moore, five-star quarterback. Can, can you uh, uh, can you expound on that for the audience, what, what you know, what you're hearing? Yeah, it, it, it's just that time of year where uh, one by one the quarterbacks start to fall off the board. Uh, your, national, your national 100 type of quarterbacks, uh, your four-star guys, most quarterbacks, like to have their decision made before the start of their senior year. And the dominoes have started to fall. Uh, you know, Holstein, Alabama, a few weeks ago, um, you've got Jaden Rashada, who's going to announce on the 18th. Uh, he's a kid who visited LSU and uh, in, 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 uh, in other places. Um, A&M's in there. Florida uh, might be the leader for him. Oregon. Um, and he's one of the top three or four quarterbacks nationally. Um, I don't know when Arch Manning's going to make a decision, but obviously some will have him number one or at least in their top four or five. Um, but I don't, I don't see where a whole lot of these guys are going to go that long. But Dante Moore was there for the spring game and had a fantastic visit, and it's been thought for at least uh, several months now that LSU's biggest competition for him was Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame's going to get a commitment from a, a quarterback tonight for the class of 24. Um, and and even though that kid's a year uh, younger than Dante Moore, um, they've closed the door on recruiting him. Now, some people say usually when a school says we're not recruiting a kid anymore, it's because they know they're not getting him. Mm-hmm. And so, but, um, and, but these, he's another kid from Michigan and he and Dante Moore know each other and wouldn't want to go to the same school and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think LSU is in a very, very good spot for Dante Moore. Um, there might be a little scuttlebutt out there that maybe Jimbo Fisher might be trying to get in there and be a bigger player. Um, but I think from what I gather from uh, my Texas A&M sources, they're probably – um, going to go after Baylor's quarterback commitment, the Nova side kid from from Texas, um, and I think several other schools are trying to get on him on him also. So, and those are some of the fallback guys. So, right, you know, if LSU were to not get Dante Moore, then I think that's really where Ricky Collins from Woodlawn makes sense that you would go in and offer him. And then I can see right now we're like uh, whether it's a DJ Lagway from Texas. Uh, you had two other hotshot quarterbacks at the camp on Sunday uh, uh, that were there and, and, and that could get offers. Um, so I think Ricky Collins could be a, a, another guy to pay attention to, depending on what happens with Dante Moore. But uh, I don't know how much longer uh, Moore is going to go. Uh, he hasn't announced mm-hmm. the decision date. Um, but – Usually quarterbacks, like I said, want to get it over with, and there's also the college coaches want them to get it over with early because quarterbacks are your hallmarks of your your classes, and they help you recruit others. Great point, and we've seen that over, over and over again. 
Let's shift gears to, to LSU baseball. Finish with 40 wins. Uh, just give us your overall thoughts on the season and what they have to improve in the offseason uh, to take the next step under Jay Johnson. Well, uh, I've, I've talked to several people, and, and, and Brian Lazar wrote some uh, uh, listings on our, on our message board. And it sure looks like maybe the over and under on kids on this current roster that actually have eligibility left that probably won't be back might be somewhere around 15 or 16. And so between uh, his top-ranked recruiting class and I'm told, you know, typical having a, a number one type of class at LSU, half of them will sign pro contracts and, and you'll get half of them. So I think the next few months, is going to be very busy for Jay Johnson where he's going to be very, very active uh, with the transfer portal. And um, uh, it's just, he's made no bones about uh, Mm -hmm. how exasperated he's been with, with the pitching staff. And yes, uh, I mean, how many pitchers uh, does he bring back Four. you know, I mean, I mean, that whole staff's going to get turned on its head. Well, and, uh, of course, it, it, look, when have you ever remembered LSU not having two solid starters, you know, uh, uh, Friday-Saturday starters on on, the, on their roster? I mean, I, I, I can't remember it. I mean, there's always been at least one or two that you could hang your hat on. And with all due respect to Hilliard this, this year, he had to carry him, and he's really a, a Sunday guy. So there's, a, there's plenty of room for improvement there. There's no doubt. Oh, uh, absolutely. He's no first-line pitching. So what does that say about the coaching job that Jay Johnson did to get him to be a fourth seed in the SEC tournament and, you know, just outs away from uh, extending it to being a super regional host? Mm-hmm. Amazing. I, I'm, I, I don't know how anybody cannot be happy based on, again, getting here late, having to maybe, again, dip into it to his kids, kids at Arizona, going to the transfer portal, trying to be able to, again, uh, augment that roster, and then what he did this year in terms of, again, uh, just kind of flipping that, that pitching staff over. And, look, fielding has been an issue as well, whether, that, whether that's a coaching issue, issue, whether it's a fundamental issue, whatever it's got to be. Obviously, it starts at shortstop. That's got to be a place they got to be looking hard in the transfer portal at. But, you know, I, I think he – I'm a magician this year, honestly. I do too. Um, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I've kind of joked around a little bit, uh, you know, where I just said, man, if this guy, if you told me he got home from Hattiesburg and went to bed and didn't wake up for two days, I'd believe you. Um, you know, between all the moves he's got to make, and it, it is someone watching a baseball game, particularly if you're a marginal baseball guy, it, it, it's not like, a lot of these games have been enjoyable to watch, but he had to do what he had to do to to give to have the best chance of winning all those games that he did win. And so it made games run long, uh, became tedious, aggravated errors. Um, but by hook or crook, he made a go of it and won a lot of baseball games, despite all the deficiencies on his roster. And so, like you said, uh, if, if if you're paying attention, you know what he was working with. Mm-hmm. You, you know what a masterful job he actually had to do to get LSU as far as he did. Mike, you know, I go back to a conversation you and I had off the air a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about it this week as well. You know, just looking at the coaches that, that um, 
uh, that have been brought in, uh, the recent coaches. And, again, you're talking about Brian Kelly. You talk about Jay Johnson. You talk about McMahon with the basketball team. And, of course, Kim Mulkey, what she's done in terms of, uh, of, of women's basketball. I, I think this is – when you look at the athletic program as a whole – it is on solid footing, and all those all those coaches have done whatever they've had to do, transfer portal, et cetera, to, to again to, to lay that foundation once again. And look, I'm expecting a, a pretty good season out of Kelly. We saw what Mulkey did last year. I'm interested to see again how uh, McMahon's going to match up in the SEC, and we just got finished seeing what Johnson's going to do. I think they're in great shape when it comes to coaching. Give us your take. I know what your take is, but for the audience. What, 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 what's the question? The question is, again, how strong is the foundation now when you look at the coaches that have just been hired across the board? Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, across all sports. It's like, where's the weak link? You know, uh, I was kind of, someone was, we were joking last night after seeing what Oklahoma did to Texas in, in, in the, uh, the, the Women's Softball World Series. And like, boy, if you're Beth Torina or any SEC baseball coach, uh, are, are they getting the worst hand dealt to them in their sport? But is you know is Beth Torina the, the one that, that people are maybe pointing the finger at and, and scrutinizing right now? And and it's not like she's been bad. So no. um, I, I just think uh, you know between Kelly and and I mean what McMahon has done. Um, look, it, it's I. You, know, you think the real star is Kim Mulkey, right? I mean, you really like what Mulkey has done. Oh, absolutely. Because Mulkey, um, you know, if you're looking for a, a, a keynote speaker for something, uh, you can make an argument that uh, Kim Mulkey actually might be the, the even better than Kelly uh, and probably is. Um, but, yeah, she's an absolute rock star and – uh, as a guy who runs websites and knows analytics and looks at page views and, and audience retention and all the backline numbers that I see uh, in what Kim Mulkey is doing, she's phenomenal. Um, uh, her press conferences get as many views as a football coach. That's crazy. And, and people are watching them even if they don't go to women's basketball games mm-hmm. just because she's so entertaining. It's it's been uh, Scott Woodward again. You got to give him a lot of credit on what he's been able to do since he came to LSU. Uh, when there's been a, a, it's necessary to be able to make a change, it feels like it's been an upgrade every single time. Yeah. Now and, the, uh, the, the, the the jury's out on McMahon because uh, you know, but but at the same time, what he's done in a short period of time to rebuild that basketball program when it was barren, uh, you got to tip your cap to him. Well, yeah, but on McMahon, it was like okay. Uh, Look, most people were not enthusiastic after his after his opening press conference. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. True. I got text messages from people saying he wasn't very impressive, and of course he had the misfortune of whatever the weather deal was, and, and Kelly got pushed to the same day as him, and they were two hours apart, and Kelly had his best press conference ever, probably mm-hmm. at LSU, and then he followed afterward, and he had a huge packed room in the Lawton, probably a little nervous. Um, and, and, and that's understandable. Um, and then one by one, everybody hit the portal uh, from uh, Will Wade's roster, and you just knew, uh, you know, it, that, boy, this, this is going to be uh, bad for two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then one by one, you saw 
him get some of the, those players back from the, the last year's LSU roster and rec- the, the, the signees and the transfers yes. from Murray State. And it's like, holy smokes. And then, and, then, and then before the last two he got, and then Adam Miller coming on board, you were like, mm-hmm. this team actually might have a good chance of being in the middle of the pack of the SEC if yeah. they come together. And then with right. the last two he got, Baby Shaq and Adam Miller, you're like, okay, you know, depending on, you know, if you, without going and studying what the rest of the league lost and what they have coming back, if they gel and have any type of chemistry, you know, might they be, be, be more saltier than middle of the pack of the SEC? So either way, um, I, it, I think it, 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 at least they're going to – I have a hard time believing they're going to be anything worse than average in the SEC next season. I'm excited about all of all these brand-new coaches to see what they can bring, no doubt about it. Hey, Mike, as always, I appreciate your time each and every week. Tell the folks about your fantastic site and how folks can subscribe. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. You can try us for $1, get you on the site for a week. We'll have all our – I'll have a live camp thread tomorrow on, on our website. Um, of course, you can follow me on, on YouTube. Uh, did a show last night, and that's linked on the front page of TigerBait. Uh, YouTube show. Uh, we did a lot of recruiting on that show last night. You can watch that. A lot of recruiting updates are coming your way. And so, and you can follow me on Twitter at Scarborough Mike. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the time. We'll check in with you next week. All right, Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC goes down. Do not get upset. Don't get excited. Just remember ACPromise.com. Nate Certified Technicians, highest certification in the industry. And then, of course, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, but when they come to your home or your business, only doing the work that's necessary. We'll never cheat you, never gouge you, get you up and running. That's all you're worried about, right? Keeping keeping cool. Uh, call Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Beer's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and also the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back with Otica Sell of the Bird Rights. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Spoil Dad with a Father's Day at Lowe's, where you'll find his favorite treats like a Craftsman 20-volt drill kit. Was $79, now $69. There's nothing sweeter than Father's Day at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, valid 6-9 to 6-15. Still working an accident blocking the left lane on 10 eastbound at the Gramercy exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. In the meantime, delays are solid 10 westbound from Bonneville to just before the airport. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, look out for delays on the eastbound side along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway as delays stretch from Terry Parkway to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also, look out for delays that are going to be solid along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Keep in mind that on the Crescent City Connection on the eastbound side, at the Chapatula's off-ramp, the right lane is blocked due to an incident. And in the meantime, look out for accidents, Mirabu at Spain and also Britannia at Terpsichore. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. 
Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. The smoke is back at churches. Our $6 smokehouse chicken meal is a juicy half chicken served with mashed potatoes and a honey butter biscuit. All that for just six bucks, but not for long. Churches, welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Thanks to Mike Scarborough for joining us the program. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Go on in. Again, it's a great combination of uh, Louisiana sports culture, authentic Louisiana cuisine. It's what makes Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant so unique. The memorabilia is like you'd be in a museum. I mean, one-of-a-kind one items that you'll find if you're walking around the restaurant. 30-plus TV screens, you'll never miss a play. Even have, again, TVs in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll never miss a play. Then you're talking about amazing cocktails. Again, the mixologists at all the Oceana Family Restaurants are some of the best in the city. Uh, they will whip up a cocktail that'll, that'll knock your socks off. And, of course, I'm telling you, 
incredible beer selection, and the menu. Uh, when I say something for everyone, I mean something for everyone. I mean, I love the Mardi Gras pasta. It's one of my favorite dishes, the hamburger. But I'm telling you, you'll find something on that menu even for the most finicky eater in your party. Uh, and, of course, it's a lot of fun. Uh, again, a lot of fun over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. You want to find out more, go to BobbyABears.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. All right, uh, thanks to Mike Scarborough. Join us in the program now, our good friend Ali Cassell with the Bird Rights. Ali, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How you been? Ali, I got to tell you, I got excited yesterday, okay, when I, started, when I saw the pictures of Zion working out with a few of his teammates over at, 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 at the Pelican facility. I mean, it just warmed my heart. I saw, you know, they showed the picture. He looks pretty, he looks pretty uh, uh, cut. Um, then, then of course, you know that between the training staff, that's going to, that's going to keep him on track to try to keep his weight down to the coaches that will maybe again, help him work on again, some of the deficiencies in his game. Uh, that to me really, again, uh, made me feel good. And then of course I, I, I read on the, on, on the social media today, uh, about David Griffin's recent, David Griffin's recent comments about the, uh, the contract. And, and that seems to be, um, uh, you know, it looks like it's pretty amicable at this point. So things are look, seem to be looking up on the Zion Williamson front. Absolutely. Last, last year, even before the injury, from what we can gather, Zion wasn't around the team, team much, and the young guys weren't in the lab together like they are now. And it's not just, you know, Herb, uh, Trey, and Zion. I've also heard that Jackson's there, Najee, Kyra. So it sounds like all the guys are there together, all the young guys that need to be in the gym, right? Because the young guys, this is where they improve the most is during the offseason. That's where we've seen teams make their leap because of the work they put in the offseason. And for Zion, it's doubly extra important because not only is he a young guy that needs to work on his game, but, boy, the camaraderie, right? I mean, he missed the entire year playing with most of these guys that are now new teammates. So getting on a court with them, mixing up, getting to know them, that's so important. And and now's the time to take advantage of it, right? Do it before training camp, before next season. I start laying that groundwork now. So, yeah, it's great to see. And, of course, on the contract front, yeah, we've talked about this, Eric. We know that Zion's going to get offered the max. The only question is what is going to be attached to it, right? How are the Pelicans going to protect themselves in case Zion injures his foot again or maybe also his knee? You know, they have to be able to protect themselves because if he was to suffer, let's say, a catastrophic injury where it's his career ender to one of those while he's on that contract to one of those body parts, the Pelicans wouldn't get any money back from insurance, right? And for a small market team, that's unthinkable how much money you're kind of just throwing away if that, if that scenario unfortunately would happen. Yeah, and, and look, just for the fan base, okay, which again is, is you know, it's been gut-wrenching time with Zion. Not because of his play on the floor, because when he's been on the floor, he's been spectacular. But again, the hemming and hawing back and forth with the national media, he, she wants to stay here, he doesn't want to stay here. He come, him coming out and saying he wants to stay here, saying he's going to run and get the, the, the sign of the contract, you know, the injuries, everything else that's going on. To see him here participating, you know, uh, in the offseason with his teammates at the facility, uh, I, I think it shows a turnaround. And, uh, again, if you're a Pelican fan, you can be nothing but excited about, about this because if he does expand his game and if his head is on straight and if he is, you know, again, in physically good shape, th- he could take this team to the next level, okay? And, and, and this team could move up the standings very, very quickly based on what we saw with this team last year, adding a player that caliber. Yeah, exactly. It's a huge vote of confidence, right, for the organization. 
Now, look, all year on your show, I have said there's not that much ado about all this behind the scenes because we've always sure. heard that Zion wants to be here. He's, he's liking his team. And, and this season especially, I started hearing a lot of positive from both he and his family. And then it was corroborated just only a few times, unfortunately. But every time he's been in front of a camera or, or even his dad on a radio show, for instance, we've heard that they want to stay here. So those national takes never really held water with me. But now, of course, putting to work uh, or getting to work as Zion is now is really just proof in the pudding and showing that he's really backing up those words by being there with his teammates, by being in the Pelicans practice facility every day, most of the summer so far, uh, every day. And mm -hmm. instead of, you know, he, he could be out with his friends at Duke or wherever else he likes to hang out because he's done that in the past, but he's not doing it yes. so this summer. So, yeah, Eric, it's absolutely huge, and it, it bodes well. When yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Normally, we see, again, video or photos or, you know, of him being a Duke, right? Working out with everybody at Duke. He's working out with his teammates, and that, that's a good thing. And then you talked about it last week, the possibility of what? Joining Hernan Gomez in Spain. Uh, maybe, again, having a workout, a, a, a player's workout in Phoenix, maybe in Los Angeles, uh, much like they did last year. And, you know, all these players getting together in certain cities. Uh, and that, that bodes well. And then, of course, what C.G. McCollum said this week about kind of taking him under his arm and, of course, you know, again, having him out front on, on national TV also helps the Pelican brand. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, boy, here's yet another angle why you shouldn't underrate the C.J. McCollum acquisition by the Pelicans. You know, I know some fans got frustrated by his play during the playoffs, which wasn't at his top level, and, and they got discouraged by it. But, look, what else he brings to the table is just, you know, it's something that this, this franchise has missed since Chris Paul's left. You know, that accountability, that true leadership from a guy that really has lived it and done it all in the NBA outside of winning a championship. So a lot of these young guys, they've needed the guidance, and especially Zion. So I've got to think a lot of what Zion's doing now could partially be because of, you know, C.J. McCollum getting at it and those guys having some conversations. Because I know they sat next to one another. They had locker rooms together. But during games, they would sit together for at least a half or so. So I do believe that CJ's had a positive effect already on Zion. It could have possibly be reason to explain why he's been so active this summer. But either way, it does look like Zion's changed his uh, stripes, doesn't it? He's there with his it teammates. Does. He's backing up his words now. And it looks like this 21-year-old is growing up. Which is all you wanted. We knew they were getting a very young player, a player that had always been in the spotlight, accolades, U2 star, uh, you know, again, uh, a guy that was perceived to be the new face of, of the NBA, all that tremendous amount of pressure. And again, when he's on the court, he's, again, he's shown, uh, you know, flashes that maybe he could be that player. But, again, it's the injuries and then the, the, just the off-the-field, off-the-court chatter that really has maybe, again, gotten the, uh, some of the fan base maybe down on, on this situation. This is at least, again, as you said, putting your words, uh, again, putting your, putting your words in action because he's here, he's working out, and, and that bodes well for, for everyone in the organization going forward. Um, I did want to ask you, and I'm going to ask you this every week until, until, what, the 23rd when we have the draft, because I know you're constantly reading up. Still feel the same way about, about the draft as far as where, where the Pelicans go if they stay at eight? Or, or uh, just for, for those that are tuning in, give us your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. I feel like the Pelicans are eyeing Dyson Daniels. He's been one of my top two choices. Um, really, I've got three. I've got Shaden Sharp, Dyson Daniels, and Benedict Matherin. And I right. really think the Pelicans are going to have their uh, – chances are they're going to have their chances nabbing 
likely maybe definitely one, hopefully two those names. And Dyson Daniels was just recently in town. I'm hearing that next week, um, both, um, uh, let me see, Jeremy Sochin and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Shaden Sharp are going to be in town. The Pelicans met with Benedict Matherin during the NBA Combine. I'm sure they'll probably bring him in again just to do an individual workout. So it looks like they understand what they need, just like we all see it. Add the three-point shooting and or get some more you know, versatile defenders, right? guys yes. that can do multiple things on the court. And I feel like all four of those guys I just mentioned, they bring that. And so, yeah, it looks just in line, like I said, with everything that I've wanted to see since I started looking at this draft. I want to see Pels shore up that defense and or add shooting. Hopefully you can do both, especially with some of these couple of these guys I mentioned in Daniels and Matherin. Well, we can sell the bird rights with us for a few more minutes. Ali, let's shift gears to the NBA Finals. Uh, Boston won 16, Golden State 100 last night in Boston. Boston takes a 2-1 to one lead. Uh, your thoughts on Game 3, and then we'll talk about your thoughts on the, on the series as a whole. Yeah, the, the better team, honestly, has the edge to me. I thought the Celtics coming in with a better team, and I feel like they're showing it. They're bigger. They're longer. They're more skilled across all the positions. So outside of the stars, I feel like Derek White, Al Horford, uh, Marcus Smart is a better triumvirate than anything else the Warriors have besides Clay, Steph, or Draymond. And it's won them a couple of games. Uh, Marcus Smart, when he has been a factor, uh, Celtics have won, right? He scored over 20 points in game one. They won. Same thing Mm -hmm. with game three. Uh, And the other thing I've noticed is it seems that whichever team, and they're both error-prone, whichever team makes less mistakes has walked away the winner. So why everybody's focused on these Golden State Warriors third quarters and right. or, say, the Celtics dominating the boards, that's nice. But I don't think that's carrying, really, honestly, the teams of victory. It's been which team just executes better and gets more out of their role players. And that's really that simple. Look at the turnover battles. Whichever team's had less turnovers has also won the game so far through the first three games. Yeah, you know, It also f- almost feels like, again, you got to have that Golden State three-point point explosion for them to be able to have a chance yeah. uh, to be able to win the series. And look, they, they've done that, and they're capable of doing that, especially now with Clay playing much better last night. Seems like he's found his stroke. Uh, that, that could help them down the line here. Uh, but I agree with you. I think Boston is the more talented team. But again, I don't think you can count Golden State out because they have the ability to, to go crazy with a three-point shot like, like they did Look last night with a seven-point play. They scored a touchdown, right? I mean, all of a sudden you turn around and, and you know, uh, the, the game the game where they were down by one, then, of course, they took the lead on the next time down the floor. So, I mean, they can do that and do that in a hurry for you. Yeah, Boston went up by, what was it, close to 20 points, I know. And yeah. yeah, all of a sudden you look up, Steph is leading that third-quarter charge, and they take a two-point lead or one-point lead, whatever it was, and Honestly, you were wondering if the, if the Celtics, that was it for them. But no, they've bounced back throughout this entire playoffs whenever they've kind of faltered within a game. So that, that to me shows yet more championship uh, medal to me because you're going to take those hits within games, right? It's, it's how you respond. That's kind of been the big thing with the Pelicans and why they improved so much this year, I feel like. In the past, if they got down, they wouldn't win the game. Well, that, 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 that changed this year to where they could get punched in the mouth and make a comeback. Because you're not going to be a front runner, right? You can't expect to win every game wire to wire. So you're going to face a lot of adversity. And I feel like the Celtics are definitely showing it. The key, Eric, is going to be the uh, what is it? The Warriors shooting, right? If they can get yep. hot for three more games, they're, they they have a great chance of winning. But if they don't, I'm afraid. You know, I, I think that series is over, right? They need yeah, they got to get out physical and out rebounded, uh, just simply yeah. because they're, they're, they're as you mentioned, the the Celtics are the longer team. 
but if, again, they have the ability. I mean, when we look at they get they get hot. I mean, they could go anybody from from pool to uh, to. I mean, you go right down the line on, on that um, on that roster. And, and again, now as I mentioned before, you know, when, when you have somebody like Clay Thompson who now looks like he's starting to feel it a little bit, that that adds something they didn't have before. Um, I'm 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 impressed with both, but I do think that Boston has the edge. And look. I'm a closet Boston fan, so, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I do want to say, ask this question, though. We've got a couple minutes left. Looking back now, uh, again, Anthony Davis trade. Uh, if, again, uh, Clutch uh, doesn't get involved in this, uh, Anthony Davis is dead. When you look at, let's say, the possibility of, you know, um, um, Tatum, uh, Smart, and Brown coming to New Orleans as opposed to, um, obviously, uh, uh, Hart, um, uh, uh, Brandon Ingram and um, the, the the guard. Lonzo. I'm trying to uh, just lost my Lonzo train of thought. Lonzo Ball. Give me your thoughts. I mean, now look, it's turned out great with Brandon Ingram, right? And you you turned Josh Hart in 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 into CJ McCollum. I mean, there's a lot of lot of moving parts here. But when you if you would have matched them up uh, again, player for player, what do you think would have been the better deal? Well, if it would have been all three of those names you mentioned from Boston, right? Jalen Brown, uh, Jason yep. Tatum, and Marcus Smart. Well, that's a clear cut winner, right? You I agree. Got to take that package. But from what I heard, it was always going to be just two of those guys at best, right? Danny mm-hmm. Ainge wasn't going to send all three. So it was going to be smart in one of the other ones. And that's a toss-up. Uh, Tatum, I think, is the best player against in either of those packages, right? He's, yes. he's looking like the real deal, right, no Eric? Doubt. I mean, in the next thing. But Jalen Brown, I'm still iffy on, right? He can look so mm-hmm. good at times, but he's a guy that I don't feel like is a legitimate two yet. He makes too many mistakes when he's entrusted with the ball handling. And as a defender, he's a little bit slight of frame to where he's not, you know, a top 10 guy or top mm-hmm. 20 guy even at that position either. So, And Marcus Smart, he's mostly a defender. So, yeah, it's a toss-up because Brandon Ingram, he, he, he's looking like the second best player oh, yeah. out of both of those well, But at the time, remember, he had, he, had the, he, had the, he had the surgery and the injury, and we didn't know, again, if he was going to turn into the player he's turned into. Well, you see, he's a modified superstar now. And, you know, uh, yeah. you know and that, that, that's what has, has ended up making it work for, for the Pels, obviously, no doubt. Ali, always good. Um, we'll talk next. We'll talk to you again next week. Getting pretty close to the draft here. We should start getting a little bit more rumbles. And uh, as always, appreciate your time. Tell the folks about your fantastic site. Now, folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on, Eric. We're just two weeks away from that draft, so we got to start following up more on where the Pelicans are kind of sniffing around. We've kind of already mentioned it on your show, but it looks like the Pelicans are going to go after one of the guards slash wings that they truly need. So we're going to be writing up all on that for you over at SB Nation. All one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And then, of course, right after the draft, we're going to have free agency. Don't expect the Pelicans to be big movers unless they make a trade. And there's a chance. Mm-hmm. There's some rumblings that maybe they might deal Devontae Graham. So we'll be looking into that some more, too. That's where we go for our information, the bird rights. Ali, thanks for the time, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Absolutely. Take care. I like to sell the bird rights. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, especially if you're in the market for a generator. Generator sales and services, their business. Hey, financing is available for generators. You can pay the generator off with low monthly notes. Also, new install quality check after one month. It's what they do for everything they install for their customers, part of their customer service pledge. And then we're talking about single-day install. Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business, and then, of course, put you on the calendar for a single-day install. And they'll get that uh, installed correctly in the right place so again that you don't have any problems with carbon monoxide poisoning uh, or any other issues 
Uh, they'll get it done right the first time for you. Then 24-7, 365 emergency service to, for your generator. Generator sales and service, you know the experts. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies for the joining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Napa know-how. At Napa, we're teaming up with Castro to bring you the epic Castro Motor Oil Truck Giveaway, where one lucky winner will get a brand new Ford F-150 and then pile the truck bed high with $5,000 worth of their favorite Napa parts and products. Now that's what we call a truck with a serious payload. See complete rules on how to enter without purchase at castropromotion.com. Napa know-how. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Offer ends 6 Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. 
What will put you and your love on cloud nine this June? It's Diamonds Direct's most amazing offer this year. Right now, for a limited time on any purchase, get the best price, pay nothing down, and get five years zero interest financing. If you've been swooning over that $5,000 designer ring, right now it's only $85 a month. $3,000 diamond studs, just $50 a month, and they're yours. Don't miss this special limited time financing event exclusively at Diamonds Direct. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. All right, I want to thank uh, Ali Gassel of the Bird Rights, Mike Scarborough of com for joining us on the program. Ross Jackson and Jordi Collada are up in the uh, second hour. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can Enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good.
Now, here's our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon, iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms to take the show with you anywhere. Also, again, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Take the show with you anywhere with you uh, through the World Wide Web. Uh, also, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base for on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find that fairly easily. At Eric on Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for being partners with us on our social media platforms. Uh, Jude Young joined me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports today. Uh, if you missed Jude, again, from CrestedySports.com and right here on 106.1 FM, uh, check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, uh, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA-TV2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, 2 a.m. every Saturday morning on The Deuce, 5 p.m. every Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. And um, today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the one that started it all off, the mothership, Oceana Grill. Uh, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. They're open late, 8 a.m. in the morning until 1 a.m. Uh, in, uh, in the morning as well. Uh, You've got 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Is their, is their breakfast service. Lunch starts at 10 a.m. and goes to uh, 4 p.m. At 4 p.m., they start their dinner service all the way to 1 a.m. until the party stops. And first of all, you're talking about New Orleans' best breakfast. If you love breakfast, if you're a breakfast uh, lover, and that's something that, again, you seek out. Um, maybe, again, you love breakfast for dinner, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you, you love breakfast, you've got to get on over to Oceana Grill. The breakfast dishes are out of sight. Uh, of course, uh, lunch and dinner, uh, you have fantastic uh, Cajun Creole dishes uh, that will delight. Uh, also, the cocktails are absolutely amazing. Uh, no other way around it. Some of the best mixologists in all of New Orleans are right there at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, and they are as creative as any of that I've seen. Uh, again, using, uh, uh, again, the uh, great top-shelf spirits to be able to, again, build great cocktails for you. So, again, if you're someone that also enjoys a good cocktail, head on over to one of the Oceana family of restaurants, including Oceana Grill. They've got an authentic French Quarter courtyard for you to dine in, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, and also dog-friendly. And then the five private rooms. Look, if you're looking to have an event, why not Oceana Grill? You are literally steps off Bourbon Street. Uh, you keep the party going. You're not that far from Frenchman Street. And then, of course, the, the, uh, uh, the group over at uh, Oceana, uh, they know how to put a party on. Uh, again, they, they take it personally. They take it seriously uh, from, again, setting the menu up with, with you to, again, uh, the, the great staff that will be serving your, uh, uh, your event. Uh, the, the chefs that, again, put together that, that, uh, that great menu. I'm telling you, folks, uh, you're looking for a great venue in the French Quarter to have your event, you've got to go over to Oceana Grill and at least check it out. Uh, when they're not using the five private rooms that, again, can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests uh, for, for a private party, they usually open it up for the overflow. 
so, again, when you see that line out in front of Ocean, a lot of times that line is going to move very, very quickly because they'll open up the upstairs dining rooms uh, again so they, their, their guests can come in and grab a bite to eat or a cocktail. Remember, it's family-friendly, but, again, perfect for, a, a, again, a dining experience with friends or, again, that's someone special. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Oceana Grill, uh, again, is how you can find Oceanagrill.com is so you can find out more about the menu. And, of course, Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Check them out. 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. Uh, open late for you. And, man, if you have not tried Oceanic's breakfast, get on over there and make, make it a bucket list deal because, again, it is fantastic. No doubt about it. All right. I uh, want to thank our guests in the first hour. Again, Mike Scarborough joined us in the first hour along with Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. You're just a couple minutes away from uh, Ross Jackson of um, – of uh, Locked On Saints podcast and Saints Wire. Look, he did. He already did. And I got to tell you right now, I read this when, when, it, when, it, when it came out. He's already done like a, a way too early final 53. I, I can't see many of, um, of, of his picks right now that I would disagree with. And it just goes to show you when you really look at it in print, there's just not a lot of open positions on this Saints team. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that on the program. Also, uh, again, we'll, we'll, add, we'll talk about the, the Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, Fred McAfee. Uh, also, Devery Henderson going to the Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be in October. Uh, Kevin Magnum, longtime trainer, also gets the Fleur de Lee, uh, gets the Fleur de Lee Award. Uh, so, again, congratulations to those guys. I was talking to uh, Jude about this today. Uh, you know, first of all, Fred McAfee comes in, small school out of Mississippi, uh, running back, um, you know, again, and just, you know, was, was really, again, the, uh, was an emotional leader on this team when he was here. Uh, and now he's still part of the organization. I mean, again, he was a liaison between the players and, and, the, uh, and the, uh, the club for a while. Now, again, he's on the coaching staff. You see him there on, on the sidelines all the time. He looks like he can still play. I mean, the dude is in incredible shape. Devery Henderson. One of my favorite all-time Saints. You're talking about a guy that, again, started at LSU as a running back, converted to a wide receiver. Uh, he wasn't a guy that caught the ball consistently. Uh, he was drafted second-round you know, second pick by Jim Haslett before uh, Sean Payton came in. And give, C. Uh, give, give, um, give Curtis Johnson a tremendous amount of credit, uh, both and Devery Henderson, because he had to do the work. Henderson and, and, and Curtis Johnson working together. Okay, and I can remember them uh, talking about the jugs machine, catching all these balls every single day after practice. And, and eventually, Devery Henderson became, became a receiver you could count on, not just with the deep speed to catch the ball. He ran, the ball, ran reverses. He could catch the ball over the middle. He was a very, very good special teams player. But, again, a kind of a self-made wide receiver. And it goes to show you, you put the work in, again, good things happen. And Devery Henderson was all about the work. And, uh, you know, that's just because he was an LSU player. But, again, that was a little bit of a caveat there. But this guy came in, and he was a deep threat for Sean Payton for a long, long time. I mean, you remember him running the reverses, et cetera. Um, and uh, so good to see him in, in the Saints Hall of Fame. Well-deserved for all those individuals who were, again, uh, nominated and elected and, and announced today. All right, let's head to the guest line. He does a great job. I'm telling you right now. I was, I was talking to Jude Young before, after the TV show today, and I told him, you know, what I'm looking for in a guest is, you know, someone that when I walk away from the interview or if I'm listening on to, to talk radio where I go, man, I just learned something. You know, again, you know, th this guy's got a really good take. He really goes in and, 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 and does the homework that's necessary. You know, because anybody can come out and spout, spout opinions. You've got to have something to back those opinions up. 
And Ross Jackson's one of those guys. Again, uh, his uh, Locked on Saints podcast, it's, it's not, it's not uh, you know, like a two-hour radio show. It's quick and to the point. Uh, he, he breaks down a lot of different aspects of, again, what's happening with your New Orleans Saints. I think it's a great listen to. And since he's joined Saints Wire, which, again, I've always been a big fan of that, that particular publication, uh, it's coming right into my, into my email box and also on my social media page. So I never miss one of his articles. And he does a fantastic job uh, on, on, both, uh, on both ends, um, you know, making sure, again, that you get the, the latest on what's happening with your New Orleans Saints. And he joins us on the program now. Ross, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, glad to be here, buddy. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me back. Ross, good to have you. And, of course, so look, a lot of us do. Well, I've done this since I was a kid, right? You know, again, you get, get ready to go. You're ready for training camp, mini camp, and you get, get the roster out and you start going through. Okay, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. He's out. He's out. Maybe a practice squad. The beautiful thing about this year, uh, which is, again, much like we saw last year, with the expanded practice squads now, you have the ability to hold on to a little bit more of that talent, especially if you're kind of set at your positions with a veteran team like the Saints are. Because they're going to, again, when I look at your, at your breakdown, I don't see many uh, things that I disagree with. And, but, again, some of those players that may not make that final 53, you could best believe they're going to be on that expanded pra- practice squad and going to have a chance to be able to play for the New Orleans Saints this year. Yeah, absolutely, and I think one of the other beautiful things about the way that the practice squad is structured now, and you know, this all happened with health and safety protocols starting up back in 2020, is that veterans can now get on the practice squad, and that you have these situations where the practice squad used to be relegated basically to you know 10 players that you know had uh, you know a, a certain you know they, they couldn't cross a certain threshold in terms of accrued seasons yes. and, and all of that. Now you have space where you can get up to eight veterans on your practice squad now, regardless of how much experience they have. And we've seen guys like Adrian Peterson on practice squads over the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that kind of um, structure, which also now allows you to elevate players as game day elevations, used to be you could elevate a player twice in a season, and then you'd either have to put them on the roster or cut them and then try to resign them. Now it's three times that you can have a game day elevation. They've upped that going into the season. And that does a couple different things. It allows you to be able to take advantage of any mismatches or any type of specific matchups that you might be might look to exploit going into you know an upcoming matchup. Maybe you're going up against a team that's pretty weak in its secondary, so you want to diversify your wide receiver attack a little bit more, your pass catcher attack, attack a little bit more. So you elevate one of those big-bodied wide receivers that you have on your practice squad that all of a sudden becomes a part of your game plan. It's easy to do that when you have guys that are veterans and who have been in the NFL for a while and know how to come in and immediately make an impact. And we've seen the New Orleans Saints utilize this time and time again. Sometimes it's due to health and safety protocols, which are different than the game day elevation. But in either case, it gives you an opportunity to strategize a little bit and get these guys to be a, a, you know, a, a little bit more of an active part of your uh, of your roster and, and an active part of your game plan. And the other side of it is that it just gives veterans another opportunity to stick in the NFL maybe one, two, three years longer. I talked to former uh, NFL wide receiver Super Bowl champion Isaiah Sandbeck not too long ago about those practice squad um, uh, kind of modifications that have been made allowing veterans in. And the first thing he said was, man, I wish they would have had that when I was playing. I might have yeah. been able to stay in the league a little bit longer. So it gives them that opportunity as well. I, I agree, and, and I was glad to see it expanded. I'm glad to see the opportunity to have more opportunities to be able to be brought up to uh, uh, to be able to play on game day. 
And for the NFL, it's good because, again, look, it, first of all, the Players Association has jobs. Okay, so you, you, you're, again, you're, and then for the teams, if you utilize it correctly and you're smart with it, you're holding on to some veterans that, again, that, would, that are going to be one of some of your key, um, uh, um, uh, your key guys off the bench. But then also you're having the same opportunity to be able to, again, groom some of these young players and maybe give them a season or so to kind of get their sea legs yep. under them and, and, and then have an opportunity to be able to, again, get back on the field. Yeah, absolutely. You look at a guy like Kawan Baker who was drafted in the seventh round in last yes. year's draft. He spent most of his year this season, this past season, on the practice squad. He was elevated in that, you know, wild Miami Dolphins game, of course, as was everyone pretty much. And, uh, you know, put him in a situation to where he got to kind of learn the system a little bit more. And now he's going to walk into training camp with a full year of experience in the system and giving him an opportunity to be able to compete to maybe grab a roster spot or potentially stick right back on that practice squad as he was a draft pick, the first wide receiver the Saints drafted since 2018 when they selected uh, Traquan Smith at that time. So obviously they like a lot of what he does coming out of Southern Alabama. So now he has an opportunity to be able to either, you know, put himself in better position with that experience, with that knowledge to get onto that 53 man roster or end up back on the practice squad as one of those guys that could see all three of those mm-hmm. game day elevations potentially throughout the season. So lots of opportunities to continue that development and growth for the young players. Um, let's take the receivers and tight ends first. I, I really don't see any, any, um, any real shockers here, except for the fact that you believe that maybe Taysom Hill is going to start the season on, on the uh, physically unable to, to perform list. Yeah, and that was more speculation on my part than anything else, me just kind of mm-hmm. like looking at, I, you know, the, the Liz Frank injury thing is always so tough. That timeline is so hard to gauge. We don't really know much about his recovery, his progress, anything like that. Maybe we'll get a better idea and we'll be able to answer that question a little bit with a little bit more education once we get to mandatory mini camps here in the next week or, or, or late next week. Uh, and then we'll get a, maybe a little bit more kind of information on where, where that sure. process is. But as of right now, we just don't know. So instead of me trying to slide him in somewhere or anything like that, it seemed to make sense. Like, okay, let's see if maybe that might be the thing that happens with him. So let's talk about some of the other guys that we know are healthy that are coming into this season and could potentially end up landing some of those roster spots. So that's really what that was about more than, you know, reporting anything, just mm-hmm. kind of trying to feel out exactly what the rest of that unit looks like around what may happen with Taysom Hill. Well, it seems like a pretty good unit. Thomas Landry, uh, Olave, Hardy, and, and Callaway as, as your receivers. Troutman, uh, Vanette, and Johnson as, as your tight ends. Uh, some of these guys that, again, that got cut are going to be coming back on, on the practice squad. You know, on, on, the, on, the, uh, on the offensive line, you kept nine. So that's Ramchek, Penning, Hurst, and Young at tackle. Pete Ruiz, Throckmorton, Forrest Lamp at guard, Eric McCoy at center. Now we know that Ruiz can 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 flip inside and out if necessary. Um, uh, and when you looked at, at that particular cut, any any cuts that were tough for you on paper right now that you think might have a chance to make make the practice squad? Two that I'll mention for sure: um, uh, Josh Andrews, who's a veteran in the NFL. He has some interior versatility, can play a little bit about center and guard. So if you're looking for another guy that can maybe slide in and grab some interior snaps, he could be that guy. Gerald Hawkins is another one that stands out a bit because of his, you know, being a veteran, having that NFL experience. But we also know the New Orleans Saints really, really like Ethan Greenwich. They really, really like him. He had a preseason season-ending injury last year, so he didn't get a chance to get out on the field in 2021. He's got left tackle, right tackle versatility. I think maybe Landon Young leaps him because he has that same versatility. They invested a draft pick in him last year. Maybe he leaps him in terms of making the roster, but Ethan Greenwich would be a quality uh, practice squad guy to watch out for coming into the season. 
also, again, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cut and dry when, when you look at, at, the, at the running back position, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. Although, again, Tony Jones, Dwayne Washington, you've got them on, on the roster and, and cutting uh, Zeke, Zeke Bo and, and Abram Smith. Obviously, that's a fluid situation based on, on what could happen in camp. Absolutely. That is probably, along with maybe that tight end room, the one that's written in chalk, maybe the lightest. I didn't really, I didn't put a lot of pressure on the chalkboard. Sure. That unit because you don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. He has his hearing come at the beginning of August. Will he be available at the beginning of the season? Will he not? Is that going to push until deep in the season? We don't really know yet. So we'll have to see how that process continues to progress. And then when you look at the bottom of that depth chart with guys like Tony Jones Jr. and Dwayne Washington, they're going to have direct competition now with Devina Zigbo and Josh Abrams. Uh, excuse me, um, uh, yeah, Josh Abrams. And so it puts mm-hmm. you in sort of this situation to where you're going to watch these guys and see what they're able to do once they get the pads on and maybe things get to moving a little bit more full speed and all. But, I mean, the former Baylor Bear who's coming in as an undrafted free agent that everyone thought was going to be an early day three selection definitely shouldn't be forgotten about. First of all, his special teams acumen should allow him to directly complete with, compete with Dwayne Washington. And if he's able to show that, hey, that 257 carry, 1,600-yard, 12-touchdown season at Baylor that he just had as a running back before coming into the NFL wasn't a fluke, then all of a sudden he becomes somebody that can maybe get into the mix and you start seeing a little bit more of those three running back uh, rotations as opposed to two running back rotations that we've seen recently in New Orleans. Well, and look, Abram Smith had a chance to be able to play linebacker, in which he excelled, and then, of course, running back. So that's going to help him on special teams. And look, what Tony Jones and Dwayne Washington have made their bones on this team on special teams. So I agree with you. There's going to be competition now. Look, you you bring in an Elante Taylor on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, They they got guys that, again, that right now, at least their vision for the guy, uh, for the player, is special teams with the opportunity down the line to be able to get more maybe on the field uh, when when it comes to the defense or the offense. But that's where you got to make your bones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's going to be a big-time competition. And I think for the New Orleans Saints, their secondary is the strongest unit on their defense now coming into the season. I mean, you're right, right? I mean, you look at Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson Adebo, who turned into an absolute, you know, solid starter for you last year, his first season. Chris Richard talked about him with Aaron Summers not too long ago on a show that they did for the uh, New Orleans Saints podcast. And, they, you know, he talked a bit about how, you know, Paulson Adebo came in just ready to work, and he's constantly putting in extra work. They really enjoy his maturation process everything like that, and you're seeing similar uh, praise for Alante Taylor as well. So the Saints are going to be really, really strong in their secondary. And, you know, you look at the safeties in Marcus Williams and Tyron Matthews, some people believe that that pairing could end up being better than Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins was last year. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to really watch how all that goes. But you're right. I mean, that's going to be one of those situations where you might see opportunities being made for players in the secondary, i.e. more dime packages where you're getting six defensive backs out on the field and utilizing the talent that you have there, especially with so many players between C.J. Garner-Johnson, Justin Evans, um, I would say Marcus May and Tyron Matthew who can all play in the box. I mean, yes. some of these guys can play like little linebackers, right? So mm-hmm. you get them next to Demario Davis in the middle, you line up with four defensive linemen, you've got six DBs out there, and all of a sudden you're – you know, maximizing your defensive talent by putting more secondary players out on the field. And I think that could be something we could see, especially with a pass-heavy NFC South, it looks like, going into next season. 
And, of course, you remind everybody in your article that Marcus May is facing, again, a DUI suspension. So he could be gone two to three games, which, again, opens up a, a roster spot for one of those guys, like maybe a Justin Evans, to be able to make right. the team, uh, at least. And then if not, the ability to go back and forth from the practice squad. Uh, the other one is the defensive line. And, and talk a bit about, again, what you thought on, on, on the defensive line. Um, it, again, that's a... That's another position of strength, and that's, there's going to be some tough cuts uh, you know, when they get down to the final cut down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that the edge defender, and I'll use that more broad term than edge rusher, because I think Cam Jordan Mark at that point, these guys are excellent against the run as well as they are as pass rushers. And so I think that edge defender unit is pretty close to set. If the Saints were to keep five, it'll be those two. I imagine Peyton Turner, as he mentioned, he's, you know, breathing on the glass, watching the guys outside, getting work in while he's working on his rehabilitation. But the expectation is that he'll be healthy and ready to go for 2022. So that's getting a first-round selection back. Uh, Tono Passigno, who has that inside-outside versatility, and Carl Granderson, who, as embattled as his past may be, he's been a guy that has really been able to kind of keep his head down and, like, continue to develop and get better. Mm-hmm. And so a guy like Taco Charlton maybe gets left out on the outside, but he's another veteran that has a chance to be able to land on a practice squad now. The defensive interior is the spot that I'm really most curious about because, and Eric, we've seen this for years and years, guys like Taylor Stallworth and Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach, right. undrafted, uh, uh, Tyler Davison, these undrafted free agent rookie defensive linemen on the interior always seem to find some way to burst onto the scene and get their way in. Jalen Dalton was another guy that did, that did something mm-hmm. very similar. And so it was tough not putting an undrafted free agent into my projection here, which is really just kind of setting the table. We'll see how all these guys go. But if I had right. to give you one interior defensive lineman that was brought in as an undrafted free agent rookie this year to keep an eye out for, it's Josh Black out of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Guy's incredibly athletic, really good build, um, just, uh, I mean, really, really agile. He's got a video of himself on Twitter doing a you know, backflip off of a wall and all these other things at like 290-something mm-hmm. pounds. And so, uh, you know, he would definitely be the one that I would watch out for as somebody that could potentially be a little bit of like an athletic disruptor on the interior and maybe play himself into a premier uh, practice squad spot to where he's getting elevated early on in the season or maybe even a roster spot if one of these other guys falls off. Only thing you surprised me on on the linebacker position was Eric Wilson in and Andrew Dow out, considering what Dow did on special teams last year. But uh, other than that, I, I agree 100% with, with again, uh, your, your – um, uh, your, your, your linebacking uh, uh, projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was my one kind of surprise. I tried to be a little bit vanilla in this just to kind of set the table. But, I mean, Eric Wilson's an NFL veteran that's come in. He's got True. multiple years of experience coming back from coming in from Chicago. And he's really the only other experienced Mike linebacker that's on the roster now that Chase Hansen isn't on the board. So Andrew Dowell and Eric Wilson, I expect them to maybe battle for that immediate backup spot behind mm-hmm. uh, Demario Davis. Meanwhile, these other guys are going to kind of, you know, work out at will and Sam and things of that weak side, strong side. But it, it's going to be really interesting to watch. But I went with Eric Wilson in that one, which was – I expected that one to be a little bit of a surprise for folks. But I think that the NFL experience at Mike Linebacker is just something outside of Demario Davis you don't really have on That's the roster right it is. now. So I could see that maybe being the thing that works in his favor. Uh, look, everybody asks me about it every time I, uh, I'm out, and, and of course, you're, you know, I know you get it too, Quan Alexander. What's the handicap him coming back? Yeah, I think uh, if I had to put a percentage to it, I might say at this point maybe thirty-five uh, percent, which isn't bad. I mean, when you're talking about a, you know adding a free agent going out and the many number of free right. agents and the many number of teams that are there, but the only visit that we've heard him taking so far in free agency has been with the New York Jets. Uh, yes. We know the dynamic between he and Demario Davis. 
I think that it just kind of depends on what the role is that he sees for himself, what it is that he wants, and what the role is that the Saints envision for Pete Werner and how that maybe impacts what might be available for Quan Alexander. Because if Quan Alexander wants to be an immediate starter, he might have to do a little bit of a competition here. It might be in a little bit of a competition with Pete Werner mm-hmm. if the Saints were to sign him. And maybe he doesn't necessarily want that. He's looking for a spot where he's going to be able to just slot right in because he absolutely deserves to be a starter in the NFL. But if that's not going to be the case, there's several other opportunities and several other reasons that he could end up back with the New Orleans Saints. Could be that he wants that competition. Could be that he you know, is okay with being a backup. Could be that the Saints end up having some kind of injury during training camp, and Quan Alexander makes the most sense to bring back because of his athleticism, because of his sideline-to-sideline ability, and because of his knowledge of your system. So I don't think that the door is closed on Quan Alexander by any means. I just don't know that there's really a rush to kind of um, figure out exactly you know, what's going to happen there right mm-hmm. now between team and player. This is the kind of stuff you get from uh, from Ross Jackson on his podcast, where, again, he breaks stuff down for you, and, of course, also on Saints Wire. Um, tell us about how folks can subscribe to your podcast, uh, how they can check you out on, in, in print as well, and how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. So you can find a Locked on Saints podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast, any of your favorite podcast apps, it's there. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube as well and some other destinations on the way. You can find uh, – you can check in with Saintswire at saintswire.usatoday.com to see all the written work. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. Always a great job. Always love having you. We'll check in with you next week. As always, thanks so much for the time. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much. Stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Ross Jackson again, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt. Sign a service agreement with Burkhardt to give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning and heating system. Here's some of the benefits. First of all, they'll contact you and let you know when it's time to schedule your fall or winter or spring or summer inspections on your air conditioning heating system. Then if you need emergency service, you get priority schedule. You move to the front of the line for service. 10% discount on demand or emergency service, so you're saving money right there. And then, of course, because Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of, of, your, of your equipment, it's going it's to operate safely, and you're going to get some longevity out of it as well. Uh, it'll prolong the life of that equipment. It'll reduce your energy bills. Win, 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 win. Burkhart. Remember Burkhart when it comes to, again, a sign and service agreement to keep that system up and running and in a top-notch shape. Uh, it's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner featured at uh, Oceana. Lunch and dinner everywhere else. Get on over and enjoy a great cocktail or a fantastic meal at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And remember, they're open late. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Ray Maliazzi here. I don't cook much, but when I need ingredients for my car, eBay Motors has 122 million options. So whether I toasted my transmission or cooked my clutch, eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Look out for an accident on your interstates on 10 eastbound at Esplanade. And in the meantime, delays are going to be heavy on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power, and then delays pick back up 10 eastbound from City Park to the high-rise. 10 westbound, your delays are heavy from Bonneville 
to just before the airport. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, look out for backups from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for delays from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. In the meantime, look out for accidents South Galvez at Canal and also South Galloso at Tulane. I'm Ed Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. They offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. And if you're looking for a new set of wheels, they're your wheel experts. Choose from the large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and you know financing is available. Also, want to make sure that that vehicle stays on the road. ASE certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment. You get at the dealership without the dealership sticker shock prices. And, of course, you got the Piazza family standing behind it. Uh, Tony Piazza, Tony Piazza Jr., Tony's wife, Tony's daughter, all on site every single day over at Southern Tire. The other guys, uh, they'll, they'll tell you again, they'll give the, to leave your car and, you know, they'll get it back to you in a day or two. Southern Tire will get the back, your car back to you that day. Again, they want they know how, you know, how the, the, you need to get your car back on the road, and Southern Tire will have it for you. Again, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delucci, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. 
Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE, because it probably can be. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends over at Mambo's. Again, Mambo's 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining. What, again, is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. I've told you about it over and over again. And as you walk in, they get the beautiful barge boards uh, on, on the walls. I mean, it, uh, it is, I mean, they literally took a decrepit, fallen apart building, and the Bader Brothers rebuilt it into, again, what is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. You can dine, down, uh, dine downstairs on the first floor where you got, uh, you've got picture windows over, overlooking Bourbon Street. Uh, you've got a bar right there, not too far from, uh, again, uh, within walking distance of the, each and every table there, um, where you can belly up to the bar, get a dozen oysters, etc. Uh, take the elevator to the second floor, and you've got a Bourbon Street, uh, a Bourbon Street uh, balcony for you to be able to uh, go out and dine in, or again, to have a few cocktails. Uh, beautiful bar right there in the middle. Also, uh, if you go to the third floor, you've got Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. That's right, Bourbon's only rooftop bar. Plenty of seating to be able to dine or have cocktails. The sight lines are incredible. Oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot. Also, uh, an authentic French Quarter uh, courtyard for you. The menu, uh, second to none. Cajun Creole cuisine, that, that is, again, second to none. Magnificent cocktails. Uh, and, of course, it's a great night out for uh, friends, romantic getaway, your next event. Imagine having your next event over at um, uh, the uh, at Mambo's. And, again, overlooking Bourbon Street with that with that rooftop bar. And, again, our delicious meal with family. They're open seven days a week, lunch and dinner. Uh, you can check them out at mambonola.com. That's the entire menu and everything you need to know. You can even, again, uh, look at and inquire into having your next event there. And, of course, uh, when you finish, you head right next door to the Hideout Bar. Great food, drinks, live music, an authentic French Quarter uh, uh, French Quarter Courtyard setting uh, in a beautiful 300-year-old building. Uh, just a great opportunity for you to enjoy yourself at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Open late, open seven days a week. It's Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. All right, uh, let's head to the guest line. Join us in the program. I think he's got a fantastic program, probably the fastest-growing uh, program in the state uh, when, when you talk about uh, sports and uh, uh, always ready, always prepared, uh, and uh, always, again, uh, breaking stories and some fantastic guests. It's Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. He joins us on the program now. Jordy, how are you? Hey, great to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Always good. Before we get started, tell the folks about your great show. Yes, sir. We're uh, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, um, and we are live on YouTube. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we just launched our new website, fm.co, E-F-F-E-M-M.co, which explains kind of who we are, what we're doing, what we got going on. It's my show. Mikey Matuk has a show, former LSU baseball All-American, and Rohan Davey 
uh, former LSU quarterback, is starting his show. This is his third show tonight. He goes every Thursday at 6 o'clock, so he's about to go live here in about 20 minutes uh, on our network. So uh, we're a growing digital media network, and you can find us online at fm.co, E-F-F-E-M-M.co. Uh, congratulations. And, again, uh, uh, you can see it coming. You can see it again with, with, again, Jordy did with his show and, of course, now expanding uh, with Mikey Mato and, of course, uh, Rohan Davey. Fantastic. Congratulations to you and to those guys as well. Thank you, E. I appreciate that, man. Let's, uh, let's get started with LSU baseball. Um, you know, everybody that I've spoken to, again, even the diehard baseball fan, yes, they're disappointed because, again, it's not an Omaha year. But most people understand what Jay Johnson was dealing with when he took over the program. And most people, again, uh, really think that he did a masterful job, myself included. Why don't you break down what your thoughts are on, 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 on what Jay Johnson was able to do after coming in fairly late this year and taking over the program? Yeah, I was really impressed with his organization. I thought that he brought a mindset to the program that was much needed. Um, you know, I, I think LSU ended the year in, in, in kind of the fashion of who they told us they were all season long. They, they had a really good offense that could beat it just about anybody when they were hot, uh, but they were very inconsistent defensively and struggled to find consistently on the pitching mound. And, you know, ultimately that cost them. You run into a good team that has arms like Southern Miss and a lineup like they do and, you know, look, man, LSU was that, – that, that was setting up to be one of the most magical weekends in program's history if, if you were able to get out of Hattiesburg with the 10-run the, the, the eight-inning eighth inning on Friday night versus Kennesaw and the, the emotional comeback win over Southern Miss on Saturday night. And, you know, to be able to put a couple of more games together and get out of there, I thought would have played, you know, as one of the, the, the all-time weekends in LSU baseball history. But, you know, just ran out of house money at the end. You know, I mean, they – they they, they they battled, uh, but they just they were an arm or two short, in my opinion, E. And, you know, defensively, um, it, it just it felt like at, it, it wasn't if, it was when it was going to bite them. And, and, and ultimately it got them in the eighth inning when they couldn't field a bunt. And, you know, it cost them a, a costly run that they just couldn't scratch back. So I, 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 I fall in that sentiment of what you set up on the question. I think Jay Johnson did a tremendous job in year one. I think he gave you an outlook and something that you can grow on going into year two. He's got the number one recruiting class in the country coming in. He has absolutely raided the transfer portal uh, and had a ton of success there. I look for him to restock this roster in, in areas of need, and I also look for him to, to get a couple of guys back that, that, that me, we, we may not anticipate. I'm, I'm telling you, there is a lot of buzz around this community right now that Jay Johnson is doing some really good work on possibly bringing Jacob Berry back to school. I mean, I, wow. he, he is a potential top 10 pick um, and, and, and a guy that at some point, you know, through the last couple of, of weeks and months has been considered, you know, 1-1 one, one, where, where mm-hmm. he would have gone first overall. Uh, you know Dylan Cruz is going to go first overall next year. If he could bring Jacob Berry back, you know, to, to, to the guys that he's got coming back and the guys that he's going to infuse in, uh, he'll definitely show off his recruiting chops. He is he's a masterful recruiter um, in, in the short time and what he's shown us here in Baton Rouge, but I think he's a really good X and O baseball coach as well. And um, You know, I, I would probably grade him out at somewhere around like a B, solid B for mm-hmm. his first season and, and looking forward towards the future to really uh, you know, bring in talent year in, year out, and really coach this group up. I think LSU baseball's got the right guy at the right time. Uh, I do too. I mean, and, uh, you know, I've 
you know, we've talked about the other coaches as well. I think that, that you know, Scott Woodward's done a great job in in um, in, in, re, in restocking the, the the coaches and and, and putting good foundation uh, for the program. When you look at this roster, uh, what are the must-haves uh, that that he's got to be able to do in this year to take the, the, the this this off season to take the next step next year? What are, what are the positions of of need in your mind? Pitching. You know, I think that they've got to they've got to find pitch. One thing that we will be able to count on with 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 Jay Johnson as the LSU head baseball coach, I can compare it to Sean Payton as the New Orleans Saints head coach. You knew the offense was going to be good every year. You you, you didn't question that when Sean Payton was was with the Saints. You knew that the Saints were going to have a competitive offense that was going to put pressure on defenses. I feel the same way about Jay Johnson with LSU. You know their offense is going to be top-notch. You know it's going to be elite. They've got to become a well-rounded, full baseball team in this offseason where the premium's got to be put on defense, and I think that's just coaching it up. I think even Johnson would probably tell you after his first year that he's got to put more emphasis on that side of the ball because, look, coming from the Pac-12, you, you could get away with some things that, that, that you may not be able to get away with in the SEC. And some of those things may be you know, not being able to field a bunt in an inning and still win the game because you've got enough runs that you know, you, 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 your, your defense doesn't cost you. In the SEC, with the pitching and, and the athletes uh, and, and just the resources that is placed towards baseball, uh, you've know, you, 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 you got to coach it up full, you know, the full game. And there's no weeks off. You know, I, 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 you know, talking to some people that are close to Johnson, you know, not that he was uh, underprepared or, or, mm-hmm. or, or underestimated the SEC. He just had to get in it to experience it. And, you know, he looked up a three straight weekend, you know, his third weekend in the league. And, I mean, he was like, damn. I mean, it's just there's no rest. I mean, there's nowhere to hide in this league. So, I think, you know, now with the, the built-in experience and the knowledge that he has after – you know, seeing the league up close and going to venues all over the, the conference, uh, he understands that it's, it's a different team and roster than you, you, you had to build at Arizona. Um, you, you still have to have the offensive firepower, but you've got to have enough arms where you can get through a weekend like he just experienced. I mean, he, he made it to the seventh game of the regional in yes. Southern Miss. His team had, had played exhaustive, emotional games throughout the weekend. And they just ran out of gas. They just ran out of gas on, on, on the pitching mound. And he said so in the postgame press conference. If you heard his postgame you know, chatter, he, he made no secret and, and no bones about what his offseason uh, responsibility was. And that was to, to, mm-hmm. to bring back pitching arms to go along with this, this great offense that they had. Yeah, and fielding was an issue. Now, again, sure. I've talked to some who believe that, again, that that was coaching. Some, again, believe they just didn't have the players in the right position for them to be successful uh, in, in terms of fielding. You watch this thing very closely all year long. Is it, is it one, the other? Is it a combination of both? Or, is it, or again, the people that I talk to way off? No, I think it's a compound. I think it's a compound of both. I, I really do. I mean, look, you have to have Jacob Berry in the lineup. He, he doesn't have a natural position. You know, and asking him to play the hot corner in the SEC, I think was a little you know, that that was that, that was a little bit of a uh, you know an eye opener for him. Kay Doty is the same; he's got to be in the lineup. You got to find a place for him. He's gone from second to third to short to you know all over the place. He's played everywhere. Jordan Thompson's got to be in the lineup. Where can he play? They played him at second, short. You know, I mean, I, I thought that one thing Paul Maneri did 
was that he put an emphasis on on defense. You know, I mean, think about it. Yes. We didn't even see mm-hmm. the, the, the Giacomo. I mean, Gio Giacomo was a guy that was one of the, the heralded players for LSU coming down the stretch last season and throughout his time. He, he didn't even travel to the, to the regionals. I mean, it was because his offense wasn't there, but he's one of the best defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's, it, you had shortstops all over the infield when you had Maneri. He would just recruit shortstops and put them third base, second base, short, just yes. to make sure he had, he had gloves out there. It was like recruiting quarterbacks in, in, in football. I mean, you know, if you, you, you recruited quarterbacks, some of them you could transfer to wide receivers, some you could put at DB, but they were all pretty smart guys once they got to the, to the field. I think – you know, that Maneri passed along a little nugget to him of, you know, hey, look, man, when, when you're looking for defensive stoppers, go just find the best defensive player on, on somebody's team. And, you know, they don't necessarily have to play that position, but you just want to put them in the field. And I think that's something that he may, he may think about in recruiting now. Um, because, I, look, their defense costs them weekends. It costs yep. them games. Um, and, and when you look at the – the, the thirty thousand square foot picture of LSU baseball this year, e, they were they were probably a, a, a win and a half away, a game and a half away from hosting a regional, and mm-hmm. I, I could easily go back and find you two games that cost themselves on the defensive end, um, right. you know, just from balls that they kicked around on a on a Saturday or Sunday in the in the conference and, and lost by a run. So th- there was a premium to to improve that in the off season and. You know, to answer your question, I think it's a it, it was a combination of personnel and a little bit of coaching. I, I think that, you know, from 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 both ends, you could probably find an argument that that makes sense. Yep, no doubt about it. Always enjoy having you on the program, and I'm glad, so glad you're going to be you've uh, you've uh, agreed to join us on TV next week. Look forward yeah. to your to to our time then. Tell us about again your ever growing show and the network, and how folks can find you, and of course how they can follow you on social media. Thank you. It's all at the uh, at Colada Show is the uh, is the social handle. So Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all over social media at Colada Show. If you search us there, you can find us, and from there you can find links back to where we are. But we're on live seven and nine a.m. on YouTube, and like I said, we've got a growing media network. Mikey Matuk goes uh, six to eight o'clock on Monday and Wednesday nights, and then he goes four thirty to six o'clock from a local bar over here in town in Baton Rouge, and then Rohan Davy, former. LSU quarterback will sit down tonight with his third show, uh, Where My Dog's At is the name of it, where Rohan kind of goes back and talks to some former players tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Former running back, LSU running back, and independent standout, LeBrandon Tofield, will sit down with, uh, with Rohan and, and chop it up a little bit. So the Beautiful. network's growing, and uh, we are, uh, we're enjoying it, man. Yeah, no doubt. Good things come to people that work hard. You, do, you work hard and do a great job. Uh, again, we'll be talking to you next week on TV. As always, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, as always, E. I tell you all the time, thank you for your mentorship, and uh, look forward to seeing you next week. You got it, bud. Thank you. Right back at you. Uh, again, Jordy Collada, just doing a great job up in Baton Rouge. Tearing it up. Tearing it up. Got to check him out. All right. Uh, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. Doesn't matter where it's tonight, the weekend, holiday. They'll be out there to get you up and running. Doesn't matter what system you have at your home or your business. They authorize the service. It. Never going to gouge you. Never going to cheat you. Only doing the work that's necessary. Treating your home like, your, like their home. Treating you with respect. Again, uh, nothing worse than a serviceman comes in, starts moving things around. Next thing you know, you come in and they're like, they got to move this. I got to go clean up for the service guy. 
You won't have to worry about that with Burkhart. Again, treating your home like their home always and getting the job done right the first time. AC breaks down. Think Burkhart. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner over at Oceana, lunch and dinner everywhere else. Get on out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our At Napa, we're teaming up with Castro to bring you the epic Castro Motor Oil Truck Giveaway, where one lucky winner will get a brand new Ford F-150 and then pile the truck bed high with $5,000 worth of their favorite Napa parts and products. Now that's what we call a truck with a serious payload. See complete rules on how to enter without purchase at CastroPromotion.com. Napa know-how. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Offer ends 6-30-22. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. 
What will put you and your love on Cloud9 this June? It's Diamonds Direct's most amazing offer this year. Right now, for a limited time on any purchase, get the best price, pay nothing down, and get five years zero interest financing. If you've been swooning over that $5,000 designer ring, right now it's only $85 a month. $3,000 diamond studs, just $50 a month, and they're yours. Don't miss this special limited time financing event exclusively at Diamonds Direct. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks to Mike Scarborough, Ali Gassell, Ross Jackson, Jordy Collada for joining us on the program. Also, um, Rudy back in studio. I also want to thank all of our great sponsors, including our friends at the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Grand Canyon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at the Oceana Family Restaurants. Also, coming up next is... Um, uh, the uh, Life Resource Battle Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Keep it right here on 106.1. And, of course, Jude Young joins you on WLAE-TV with the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tomorrow's the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. See you then at 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go.